Why is forgiveness so difficult? Welcome to my podcast, Stanhope Rocks, making a difference in men's lives. Each week, I bring you stories, interviews, and discussions on topics that affect men's lives. Real men discussing real topics, developing real tools that can be used daily to make a real difference and meaningful change in your life. As Albert Einstein once said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. So think differently and make a choice in your life today for meaningful change. Now, let's get to today's podcast. Forgiveness is not always easy. At times, it feels more painful than the wound we suffered than to forgive the one that inflicted it. And yet there is no peace without forgiveness. Marian Williamson, thank you. In all the work that I have done, and all the coaching that I have done, this is probably the biggest and most powerful subject that I cover. I know I said that about change, <laughs> but at some level, forgiveness falls under the, I guess, the title of change, too. There are so many sayings and so many ways that people look at forgiveness, and a large majority are based upon the duality of right and wrong. You wounded me, you're wrong, and if I forgive you, then that makes what you did right, and I'm not willing to do that. That's a story that I've heard over and over and over, especially when I was coaching couples. They would come in with 20 years of stories, and he did this, she did this, and they built up these huge banks of resentments, all because at some level they could not forgive and move into peace. Now, I don't want to make that sound too easy because Gandhi said forgiveness is the virtue of the brave. When I was doing my coaching and working with couples and I was learning to understand more about compassion, empathy, and forgiveness, I drew one of my angel cards. And the angel card basically said, forgiveness is not saying what the person who wounded me did was right or wrong. It's whether or not I want to hold on to that energy and have it affect me and for me to carry that around. I know that sounds pretty cut and dry and fairly easy. And at the core, it is. As most spiritual work is, when we get down to the part of letting go, 
when we let those last little pieces go and are out of our fingertips and we say goodbye and the healing begins. When I can truly, truly let go and I can understand how forgiveness affects me, not the person that wounded me or not the person that said something to me, even if they're not sorry, even if they're in my eyes wrong, when I can let that go, then my healing begins. So I want to read you a few, a few quotes and a few pieces that I have found that really resonate with me. Forgiveness is to release the need to be right and to focus on what's possible for ourselves and others if we make amends. When I hang on to my wounds, I suffer. When I forgive my wounds, I heal. The weak can never forgive. Forgiveness is the attribute of the strong. Mahatma Gandhi. So you see a pattern here. It is this pattern of the perpetrator and this pattern of uh, or sim more simply put, the victim and the victor. We've talked a little bit about that with change. So through my life, when something happened to me, to where I went into my wound or it touched a wound that I had in my life, then I formed a resentment, anger, hatred, and the stories that I told myself just brought those emotions and that energy to me. And all of a sudden, I was the one who was truly suffering. Because if somebody said something to me or something did something to me, I have a choice. And we talked about choices earlier on. I have a choice. I can hold on to that, I can process it, and I can let it go. Or I can just hold on to it. And what do I get out of it? What's my payoff? Well, my payoff is, is that person wronged me, so I'm right. And if I'm right, I'm righteous. And therefore, at that point, I am dead smack in the middle of my victim. Because if I did not have a wound or did not have something inside of me that got triggered by this event, then it wouldn't bother me. But it did. So forgiveness is my spiritual practice. And even if it's the smallest little thing to the biggest earth-shattering thing, the same principles apply for me for forgiveness. And so I was reading a really wonderful article the other day in the Elephant Journal. And this is a, uh, a great publication, by the way. And uh, it's Buddhist-related. And as I've shared with all of you, I have so many different types of beliefs 
from a mix of Christianity to Buddhism, uh, spirituality, Judaism, that I think that there's nuggets in each and every piece, in every religion, in every spiritual practice that I can get. So I try to gather my knowings and information from as many sources that I can that are different versus just one single source. Because what I do believe is that we are responsible for our choices as human beings. I am responsible for my actions. I am responsible for what I do. I'm responsible for what I take on. I'm responsible for the choices that I make. If something somebody says something that hurts my feelings, then I can choose to process that any way I want. And the process of forgiveness demands courage and continual remembering of where our deepest happiness lies. Because the flip side to forgiveness is when I take on these resentments, I give up my happiness. And there's a payoff for that. There's a payoff for me being in the victim because somebody hurt me. And it's so much easier in life if I can go out there and blame somebody else for everything I do. And there's so much of that going on in today's world. So much of it going on. Is that I really want to express how important it is that nobody else makes those decisions for us. We make our own decisions. And when I would coach, I would get pushback from my clients that would say, well, no, of course, if so-and-so is mean to me, if so-and-so says this to me, if so-and-so does this to me, I have every right to be angry. True. That's your choice. You can stay angry for one minute, one year, or the rest of your life. I have known people that would just refuse to release resentment. And they became defined by it. Early on, I wanted to learn the difference between letting go of my wounds and my hurt and saying what they did was right or wrong. Because it can be both. If somebody says something very, or does something very mean to me, or non-respectful, or damaging to me, what they did may not be right or wrong. It may be it 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 may not be what I want to do, and it may be in my judgment it may be wrong. And I have the choice to be able to carry that with me and hold that. Because there's a part of me when I get hurt, there's a natural kickback that I want to hurt who hurt me. How dare you hurt me? I want to hurt you back. Even if it's somebody that I love very much, I get very angry and do not hurt me and I will hurt you back to teach you a lesson. It takes a brave and courageous path to be able to say, okay, I hear you. And I'm not willing to take that on. What's also very powerful is not only what is done outside of us, but it's also what's done inside of us.
Because there's basically three paths to forgiveness. Asking forgiveness from those that I've harmed. Offering forgiveness to those who have harmed me. And offering forgiveness to myself. And this is a lot of where the path ends up. Is forgiving myself. Especially if I go to a place of wanting to hurt somebody and I lash out and hurt them back after they've hurt me. Then this cycle can continue. They hurt me, I hurt them, and pretty soon we're at war. We don't talk. There's resentment. There's hatred. There's anger. Hurt feelings. Where does that stop? When am I willing not to keep perpetuating that process. It's when I can stop and I can forgive them. Again, not saying what they did was right or wrong, but I'm not willing to carry that energy. And then for me to forgive myself for whatever role I played in it, for whatever judgment I have about myself. If I have hurt or harmed anyone knowingly or unknowingly, I ask for forgiveness. That is something I say to myself daily as I go through life. Because sometimes, unknowingly, I say something that will hurt somebody's feelings. So I want to forgive myself. I want to ask for their forgiveness. As we were growing up, we used the words, I'm sorry, or I apologize. And if I did something to harm somebody, then my mother would say, you need to apologize to them and say you're sorry to them. In other words, ask for their forgiveness. This was taught to us in my religion. This was taught to us in just being a good human being. So what happens when somebody hurts us and they don't say they're sorry or they're not sorry or they don't want to apologize. And I never knew how strong I was until I had to forgive someone who was not sorry. Because if they hurt me and they said they were sorry, then we went around and said, okay, that's fine. You make mistakes. I make mistakes. Let's move on. Unfortunately, there's a lot of us on this planet right now who go unconscious with our behavior. And then when we're caught, we say, oh, I'm sorry. So we set up this process of going around, messing around with people, and then just saying, I'm sorry. In other words, John invites me to a party. Knowing good and well I'm not going to go, I don't show up. And he says, hey, you didn't show up for my party. And I said, I'm sorry. Well, what good does that do either one of us? I knew good and well I wasn't going to his party, but I was too chicken, and I didn't have enough courage to say, John, I'm choosing to do something else. I'm choosing to be with my daughter. I'm choosing to go to another situation because I didn't want to hurt his feelings or I want to be the good guy. 
And so this just this raw ability to be honest and communicate and be able to forgive and being able to have compassion and understanding is a very complex subject that has that's very much tied into a lot of different things. In the Christian faith, they talk about asking for God's forgiveness. Well, what I learned was the minute anything happens, I'm forgiven for anything and everything that I've ever done. So the model is early on, why hold on to the resentments? My higher power is not holding on to resentments. Why am I holding on to resentments? I'll tell you why I hold on to resentments. It's very plain and simple. Because it empowers me to be in my victim. It empowers me to say, I'm right and you're wrong and you hurt me, therefore I have every reason to resent you and I'm right. You owe me. And it sets up this back and forth that really doesn't create any kind of healing. So one of my teachers came with this very unique approach that he said, you know, Stan, very seldom do I apologize. What I do is in those situations, I own my choices and I own my behavior. And I make a commitment to myself and to the other person if I want on how my behavior is going to change. Or I honor my choice and I understand that their feelings may have gotten hurt. This takes a lot of courage in my opinion. And it's very deep in me when I know that I have hurt someone not to say I'm sorry or I apologize. I tend to say more I apologize because I don't think any of us are sorry. Sorry is a word that means kind of we're crappy. You know, we're sorry people. If I apologize, I know it's semantics, but this is semantics are what drive us. They drive our behavior. They drive who we are and how we show up. So let's go back to this word sorry. Apologies. Owning what we do. What is all this for? Why do we go through all this? Why do I go through all this? Why it, it's it seems like it's so simple that I just do the best I can do, and if I harm somebody, I say I'm sorry and I move on. Yeah, I I I, I could see some credibility there. And are we just perpetuating that behavior to do it again? Because I promise you, it is a lot harder for me to step into a circle of men and be accountable for my actions and look each one of them in the eye and have to face my own shadow of why I did something than it is to casually say, sorry. So number one, it's a lot harder and it takes a lot more courage and it takes a lot more awareness and acceptance of ourself to be able to talk about why we do these things. 
So let's just take an offset for a second. What happens if we're going along, somebody does something with us, and they're not sorry? What do we do? We go and we forgive them, and they're still not sorry. They've used every trick in the book to trigger us, and they don't really care, or they don't appear to care. Yet it's hurting us. What do we do? So let's circle back around to the process. So, so we know in the process that when someone opens up to us and is honest, vulnerable, and courageous, and they accept that something they did has caused a negative effect or hurt us, then healing and rebuilding can occur far more quickly and easily for all concerned. So now we've hit the other side of that, which is that's not happening. Because forgiveness is more about finding peace within ourselves. And we have to take time for this introspection to understand why we got hurt. And why are we forgiving them? We've established we're forgiving them because I don't want to carry that hurt anymore. But if I don't address that hurt or if I don't address that shadow of what's going on with me, then I'm going to keep calling that into my life until I can come to peace with myself, forgive myself, and understand most of all, it's not about them. It's about me. It's about letting go. It's about cleaning my slate. It's about having compassion and empathy. About the old saying that people in glass houses shouldn't throw rocks that, you know, when I was a little kid. And there's some truth in that. That we all live in our own little glass house of vulnerability. And we build these shells around us so that we don't get hurt. Well, what if we get hurt? There was once a story I heard about as we go through life, our heart, when we're born, it's like a blank piece of paper. Then every time we get hurt, it's like you crinkle that paper up and you crinkle it. And then you get older, and as I got older, then we start dealing with that. And we forgive and we, we iron the paper out. And no matter how much we forgive, no matter how much we do, there will always be a little wrinkle in us. And sometimes that's just about acknowledging that wrinkle and accepting who we are and accepting that we're enough. We all make mistakes. We all say things that we wish we didn't say. And we all say things that we say out of anger. And we all say things that we say to hurt somebody that we know will hurt them. Is that how we want to live? Is that how you want to live? Is that how I want to live? There was a great saying one time that I wrote down. It says, holding on to anger is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. And I just sat there in awe of that statement, realizing how many times that I'm drinking the poison. It's poisoning me, all these resentments, these feelings that I'm not letting go. And I'm thinking that that's hurting the other person that hurt me. They've gone on. They're doing their own stuff. 
And forgiveness is about cleaning my own slate. It's about coming to peace with myself. There's great wisdom around the different stages of grief. And Dr. Kubler-Ross came up with the, the different stages of grief and grieving. And at some level, you could substitute forgiveness for grieving. So let's look at what we can do and recognizing each stage that we go through, allowing ourselves to go through that stage, whether these stages take five minutes or five years. I can only imagine the level of forgiveness of a parent who is face to face with somebody that killed one of their children and forgives them. I don't know. I don't know if I have that in me. Well, let me rephrase it. I know I have that in me. I just, I don't know how I would deal with that. To me, that would be the ultimate walking the talk. Versus somebody who says something to me in passing that hurts my feelings. And they come up and they claim their behavior and we move on. Five stages of forgiveness. First, denial. I'm not hurt. That didn't hurt me. You can't hurt me. I've got a shell built up. But it's that spur that's under there that's just grinding away. But I'm going to deny it. The second stage is it's their fault. Anger. I'm angry. I'm angry that they did this to me. I'm in my victim. It's their fault. They did it to me. I'm innocent. How dare they? Third, bargaining. Okay, I'll forgive them if. I'll forgive them if. I'm going to bargain with this. I'm not ready to give it up yet. I'm not ready to forgive them, but if they come and grovel, or if they apologize, or if they promise they'll never hurt me again, or if they will quit doing this to people, then I'll forgive them. Four, depression. It's my fault. I did something to cause this. If I wouldn't have done X, Y, and Z, this would have never happened. It's my fault. I've internalized it. Now I'm at this point of forgiving myself. And it's my fault. So I'm going to beat myself up a little bit more. And just sit with that depression. And as my wife talks about the dark moment, out of the dark moment comes the last stage of acceptance. I can accept and forgive what happened because I experienced the gifts that are coming out of the hurt and the pain. 
and the experience. I can accept, I can let go, I can forgive. What's very interesting about these stages is that they're not all linear. They don't always go. We can go back and forth. We can be working with anger for a while, going into bargaining, and then all of a sudden we'll go right back to denial. Uh, this isn't happening. You know, if I just, when I wake up in the morning, this will all be gone, and this will have been just a bad dream. So we cycle through these different stages uh, for forgiveness. And, you know, this could be a process that is literally a five-minute process. I mean, there's been times where in the process of an argument, I've said something uh, to somebody I love, my daughter, my wife, and almost immediately I realize that that's not how I want to show up. And I go through each one of these stages. I deny it. Well, I didn't, wasn't really that bad. You know, If and if they wouldn't have done that, you know, been late to dinner or they wouldn't have done this, then I would have been okay. And, you know, if they just don't do it again, if they don't hurt me, they don't scare me, they don't make my life miserable, I can You know, and all this could happen in literally a matter of minutes. And one of the little rituals that I have with my wife is, is that when I realize that I've come to acceptance of forgiving, then I close my eyes and I say my little prayer of forgiveness. Then I go find a little flower out in the yard and I go take it to her. And it's not about groveling and it's not about anything other than I want her to know that I'm not willing to carry that on and that I love her. And usually what comes out of that is both of us own the pieces in that interaction where there was harm, where there were triggers, and we learn because Inherently, neither one of us want to hurt each other. Yet, the, it's like one of my therapists said, if we treated our wives and significant others, husbands, etc., like we did our friends, the divorce rate would fall in half. So, and that's a whole other podcast of why do we treat the people closest to us the hardest sometimes. But we do. And we do. And we do. So today, forgiveness. I forgive anybody that I knowingly or unknowingly harmed and am willing to let go in my own heart any resentments that I may carry today. And this is where I can bring gratitude in and love and focus. So thanks for listening. It's a great and powerful subject. One that I have uh, could probably spend two or three podcasts on. Although I think hopefully I've hit on the high points. So in summary, there are stages of forgiveness to go through. Denial, anger, bargaining. Depression, acceptance. And forgiveness is not saying what the other person did was right or wrong. It's whether or not we are willing 
to not carry that energy. So I'm going to invite you to take a look in your inventory and who do you need to forgive today. It's not about who needs to forgive you. That's their stuff. Your stuff is who do you need to forgive today. And if it's yourself, go love yourself. If it's someone else, go through the process. Don't carry that anymore. You are enough. You matter. I matter. And this is what I believe forms the integrity that I strive for every day in being the best that I can be. So I'm going to leave you with every time a memory pops into your head that reminds you of an instant that you're holding on resenting. We can gently return to empathy and compassion and we can gain closure and let these things go by repeating these words. I forgive you. I am letting go and releasing myself from any pain and suffering. That's our choice. I encourage you to make that choice today. I hope you enjoyed this podcast today and I hope it got you thinking. If so, feel free to visit my website, stanhoperocks.com and sign up for my newsletter. I'd love to hear from you on what's changing in your life and where you're making a difference. Thanks and keep moving forward. Namaste.